welcome to the We Talk Health podcast, the official podcast for West Tennessee Healthcare. Please be advised that this podcast is not intended to replace any medical advice. Always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Nothing said in this podcast is intended to supersede or supplement the direction of your medical caretakers. If you have any questions, please reach out to us at wetalkhealthpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer any questions you may have. Welcome to another episode of We Talk Health. My name is Will Cashagro, and joining me today in the studio are several really cool people that work for West Tennessee Healthcare. I've got Donna Steins, Gina Myracle, and Shelly Rallett. How are y'all today? We're doing great, Will. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for coming in today. So we're going to be talking about the new hospice home uh, that's going to be coming to the West Tennessee area, specifically in Jackson. So I'll just kind of dive into it, and whoever wants to answer can just, just jump in and go for it. So what exactly is the hospice home? What's the vision for that? Our hospice home dream, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's been a dream for I, out of these um, folks in, in here. I'm the oldest one here, and I've been involved in this for a long time. So I would say, twenty, honestly, 20 years wow. we have been trying to realize this dream because we've had the need for it. Sure. You know, we have patients who are at end of life that qualify for hospice care. Mm-hmm. And Shelly knows all the definitions and can share those a little later about what qualifies a, a patient for hospice. But all patients do not have that place to go. Or even if they have a place to leave the hospital and go to, they may not have caregivers mm-hmm. there that are able to take care of them. Because a lot of times, you know, when we get to end of life, our spouse or our caregiver is at an older age as well and maybe has illnesses things that you know causes them to not be able to do a lot of the care right because you know children live so far away families spread out everywhere we don't have that large extended family always to come in and take care of people at end of life Mm -hmm. and so a hospice home is a facility that Uh, someone can go to to be taken care of by qualified clinical caregivers but yet it's a home Mm -hmm. it's a residential type facility where there's a maybe a kitchen a place for families to gather together it's a a living space kind Mm -hmm. of like your den or living room at home to where you can come in it's a place where you can even bring children in to spend some time during those last few days, uh, giving really people to have time and the way to have closure. Sure. And the main goal is that every patient at their end of life has quality days and a very dignified or dignity in their death. I mean, that is the main goal that we have is to be there to provide that comfort, those Mm -hmm. services that are needed to assist that family, not to take over the care, but to be there to assist what family members they have, if Mm -hmm. they have them, uh, take care of that patient at the end of their life. That's great. And I definitely know that's a a real need that West has been needing for a long time. So I'm glad we're taking the steps to 
actually make this a reality. That's amazing. You kind of mentioned this a minute ago, but how long has this been a need in our community? You mentioned a dream for about 20 years. I imagine well, it's been forever longer. because, you know, there's always been patience. And I mean, Shelly was a hospice nurse before she became the director of the program. So she's been in it a long time as well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she can tell you, I mean, we've always had patients that didn't have a home to go to. Right. We've always had patients that their living conditions really are not very suitable for end of life. Mm-hmm. Um, people without heat or air, floors that are falling in, or they don't have adequate caregivers. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in unsafe areas Unsafe as well. areas, yes, exactly. And then we also have here lately, we were having a lot of younger patients that have younger children, um, school-age children, Mm -hmm. which is very difficult because they don't want their mom or dad to pass away in the home. You know, the spouse doesn't want that to happen because these children still have to be in the same house every single day. Sure, absolutely. So this is a place where they can go and still feel like a home and then have people care for them, but they can go in and and enjoy. You know, we see it all the time in treating patients or diseases, but you know, just because a family member is diagnosed with a chronic disease or is dying, life doesn't stop for the rest of the family. And I know Donna's had experience with her dad. Uh, you know, you everybody work continues right. for younger family members. Sure. You know, with she talked about younger children, yeah. they still have to go to school, they still have their routines, and so you know, just because illness strikes or a very bad diagnosis that leads to end of life hits a family, it doesn't stop life for everybody else. So there's a real need for that support and that care there. One of my next questions was, who is it going to benefit? But I think you guys have already answered that. It's not just going to benefit the patient who's experiencing hospice care. It's really going to benefit everyone in that family. That's right. And it'll benefit everybody throughout West Tennessee. Yeah, that's great. Even though it's going to be built here in Jackson, we want to make sure that we are taking care of all of our friends and family and neighbors throughout West Tennessee. That, that was a question I was going to ask. Is like, is it only for Jackson residents, or can really anyone involved in the West Tennessee healthcare system utilize it? Yes, anybody can utilize gotcha. it. Actually, great. anybody outside of the West Tennessee healthcare system, okay. um, you know, hospice has certain counties that we cover. Mm-hmm. We have a certificate of need for certain counties. But even if there's a family just say that has a loved one that lives in Tipton County. Mm-hmm. And we don't cover Tipton County, really, but they want to utilize the hospice home um, because maybe some other family member lives in this area or even doesn't live in this area, but this is the closest hospice home. They can come in and bring their loved one to the hospice home. That's great. don't have to live in, in any particular area. Right. Yeah, that's, that's great. So where would this home be located? I know we've said in Jackson, but where in Jackson will it be? It's going to be located on Coatsland Drive. It's up near in a wooded lot up near the women's clinic. So okay. it's across from um, Jackson Madison County General Hospital, but it'll be in a serene location that's off in a wooded lot. So it's not as visible to everybody and it's more serene location. Nice. That's great. Do any of you have a personal story that you would like to share about why this is such a need? Yes. So you just never know when your family member is going to be devastated with a terminal illness or a terminal disease. And so five years ago, my dad was diagnosed with a terminal illness, and um, we knew that his end-of-life care, there wasn't many options. And so luckily, um, where he was located in Memphis, Tennessee, they had a hospice home. I'd Mm -hmm. never heard of one before, but um, luckily when mom, when he was in the nursing home, they, when it came down to end-of-life care, they um, offered her the opportunity of the hospice home. 
So my dad was transferred there. It was truly a blessing for our family. My kids and myself, my brother, everybody was able to come be with him in his final days, spend quality time with them. And it was truly a home away from home. Mm -hmm. And so it really meant a lot to us to have that because it would have been hard to go back into my childhood home and know that that's where my dad had passed away. So this was a great blessing for our family to have a hospice home there in Memphis for dad to have his final days at and he was a veteran and so after he passed they had a veteran service form as they took him out of the hospice home and that was truly um, a touching moment that we will never forget and so we want to be able to with this hospice home do the same thing we want to be able to offer families a home away from home for them to have a true blessing and um, be able to die with dignity for their end of life care and so um, we also will look at being able to honor our veterans as well um, as they have end of life care in our hospice home yeah that's that's amazing you know we we see it in the care for patients with chronic disease you know if you're treating and and you know personally with me and my daughter is gets chemo every three weeks and when she comes in she sees the same patients there the same you know family members and different things. And that's the same experience that families will have as well mm-hmm. in this residential facility. And and you you gain so much support from other people. Like, you know, Donna could really support someone else, you know, if they were losing a mother or father and was in a facility because she's been there. Right. And, and that is something that you can't just make that happen or provide that unless you've got the people there mm-hmm. to do it. So, you know, those families can support each other there. And a lot of times you'll even see family members that are going through the same things support each other even long term after they lose their loved ones, you know, continue to that support mm-hmm. long term. So it, it, helps in so many ways you know not only the hands-on medical care really the most important part of it i think is the emotional support and that just that knowing that there's someone there to help you right and that's been really key to to um, our overall story is so after my dad passed my mom attended grief counseling through the hospice home and so was able to meet several other women who have lost their loved ones their husbands um and they have become a tight group and here we are five years later my mom eats lunch or dinner with them every week and so it's become um a lifelong blessing for our family that we experienced because of the hospice home and so i think that is so important when gina was talking about the the caregivers and being able to meet people within the hospice home the other part of the story that is so important, too, and that we want to make sure people understand about a hospice home is the care that they get. And so mom was able to go home at night and sleep, and we had people that were there to take care of my dad 24 hours a day in the hospice home and be with him when she could go home and get some sleep. It's a little bit different from a hospital setting where they have multiple, multiple patients they're taking care of. This is more of a individualized care for that patient in their family. Uh, you said this is a 20-bed facility, is that correct? 20... That's the long-term goal, gotcha. is to have a 20-bed right. facility. We may not open with that many beds mm-hmm. at the beginning, so we may move toward that, but our long-term goal is to have okay. a 20-bed facility. Of course, these dreams don't become reality without 
funding. Right, of course. And so that is really the message that we are, you know, wanting to get out. Of course, we want everyone to understand the need. Mm -hmm. And anyone that has lost a loved one in their home or in the hospital totally understands the need for it. But others may not, but may need it in the future. And so that's what we're doing now is just trying to educate right. everyone in our, what, 500,000 service area of West Tennessee, yeah. you know, that we serve. So it's not just, like you've already said, Jackson and Madison County. It is all mm-hmm. of West Tennessee. Because we've got, today, there's two hospice facilities in Memphis. There's one in Nashville and one or two in East Tennessee. And so, you know, really there's nothing between Memphis and Nashville. Right. Tennessee's so, a pretty long state. Exactly. For only and being... when you think about the, the the real estate that's between Memphis and Nashville, this is a, a large pretty, area. Yeah, massive area. And it sure. would be very hard, even though we do have some families today that choose to take their loved one to Memphis or Nashville to a hospice facility, it's hard if you live here in Jackson to have to drive that distance, you know, back and forth. And so we just realize how much we could really make a difference in people's lives. Absolutely. But it takes funding to make Mm -hmm. that happen. Well, speaking of the funding, if someone was wanting to be involved and donate, how would they go about doing that? So we have a website, um, hospicehome.org. Okay. That people can go on and donate, and they can call the West Tennessee Healthcare Foundation and make a donation over the phone or um, mail us a check to um, the West Tennessee Healthcare Foundation. When they want to know more about it, we would be happy to talk with them or meet with them to discuss the options of funding. But um, this is a $20 million campaign. We're going to need about $12 million to get the hospice home built. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to endow it because we are not going to turn anybody away for the inability to pay. And we are going to take care of anybody and everybody that needs end-of-life care in that's West amazing. Tennessee. Yeah, that's so great. It's so important that we get our money raised to build the hospice home and then also to keep it open and keep it endowed so that people have the care that they need for end-of-life. I was checking out the link earlier, and I, I think I saw where you can either do a one-time gift or uh, like a monthly Yes, you can do a recurring gift or you can do a one-time gift and we will in the website will you can do that on also we're very excited because our west tennessee healthcare employees we have launched a we care campaign within our own healthcare system Yeah, i've seen that on the emails yes and so through that campaign our west tennessee healthcare employees have raised over eight hundred thousand dollars over the next three years towards the hospice home and so we're really and really that is a small portion of our employees that's like um like 10 percent of our employees have given to that campaign so we have a huge opportunity to continue to grow and we're pushing towards a million dollars right now um to get our employees to help fund at a million dollar level that's amazing uh one question i forgot to ask is is, is there a timeline of when construction wants to begin is oh, that- we'd like to start tomorrow right. yeah, yesterday, <laughs> yeah, tomorrow, whenever um but uh, not really we don't have a date okay um that, you know, re- really, back to reality again, it's right. totally dependent on the funding. Gotcha. And, but we are working very hard mm-hmm. and very diligently um, to get this word out to people. 
And it's been amazing how receptive that everyone is because we realize, I mean, everyone realizes the need for it. And it's a very um, emotional topic um, when you're talking about dying. We all know we're going to be there at some point. Sure. And um, we want um, everyone to feel like that they have a choice mm-hmm. of, of where they are uh, at end of life. You know, I would like to say it's very obvious today from listening to us, we're very passionate about it because we see it, we live it every day and see the need. But we definitely are very willing to come out and talk to any group, uh, any business, um, anybody out there that Mm -hmm. would like to have some more information about it. We've got, we can give data, statistics, you know, details. Mm -hmm. So all they have to do is to reach out to Donna and she can get that set up for um, us to come out and, and do that. So I think they would just call, would, could they just yeah. call you, yeah. right? so 984-2161, and I'll be happy to um, talk further about the options. And um, we also have many naming opportunities available, and that's so important to um, our West Tennessee community to be able to put a family member's name and honor a memory of somebody on um, one of our hospice house rooms or one of the um, – things in the hospice home. So we have lots of naming opportunities available that we'd be happy to talk with anybody about. That's great. You know, Will, one thing today that we have to offer patients is if a patient is, you know, say you get sick, you have a heart attack, you have, you start congestive heart failure that can't be reversed, um, breathing issues that become terminal, a cancer diagnosis, Um, you know, a lot of renal disease. There's so many diseases that people live with and do well, but then there's the end stage Mm -hmm. of all of those diseases that can lead us to a terminal or end-of-life diagnosis. And, you know, sometimes it's expected and sometimes it's not. Right. Um, But say, you know, you have an episode, you get taken to the hospital, you're told as as the family there or the caregiver, you're told um, you need to look at options for end-of-life care. Sometimes that can hit somebody very cold. They don't know what to do. They weren't expecting that. Other times it's that fear that they've always known was there, but you know, all of a sudden it's here. Right. Today, really, all we can offer is for that patient to either go to their home or to go to a nursing home. And those that's really, in, in rural West Tennessee, that's all we have to offer mm-hmm. a patient. And so that's not really fair that a patient can't have another choice there to be able to go somewhere and receive that 24-7 oversight, care, and support, Mm -hmm. um, but still be in a home-like setting, not in a hospital where it's so clinical. A nursing home is pretty clinical, you know, as well. This facility is going to be residential. Mm -hmm. This facility is going to be like being at home, where even if the patient's able, we could get them up. They could go outside and sit on a porch in mm-hmm. a rocking chair. You know, it's a just a place where um, there can truly be good days. Right. You know, with a family. And so that's that's what we want to see 
for the people in West Tennessee. Yeah. I think this vision uh, and this idea is going to be a great home once it's built. It's a great idea now, but when it is actually a thing, I think it's going to be amazing. And I'm, for one, I'm very excited to see it impact the lives of people here in West Tennessee. Well, this has been really great. Thank you guys so much for coming in today. I, like I said, I can't wait to see this uh, dream become a reality. And I know you guys feel the same way. Listeners, if you're interested in donating, I've put the link that they mentioned a minute ago in the description. So be sure to check that out, as well as Donna Stein's phone number. Uh, if you have questions, you can give her a call and she can answer them. Uh, So thank you so much for listening to another episode of We Talk Health.